episode 017 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hi, my name is Aaron McHugh with Work Life Play. I'm a super big fan of Brian Buckley and the Energy Edge podcast. I love how he helps high performers like me and you find ways to increase our energy. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and here with me is my co-host, Trevi Yacino. What is new with you, Trevi Yacino? Well, at the time we are you know, recording this podcast, I am a little sad because in my downtime last night, I was watching Gonzaga get beat by North Carolina. Struggling with that, I can tell. (laughs) I know. I'm really sad. I know. I was a big, big fan of the underdog. I was enjoying South Carolina. I was enjoying uh, Oregon, enjoying Gonzaga. As they say, it's more like Gonzaga. Mm. uh, What a bummer. (laughs) That's funny. I do have a question for you. It has nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> what was your favorite part of school growing up? Huh. Well, honestly, my favorite part of school growing up was we're, kind of what we're talking about today is my downtime at school was recess. You know, I was one of those kids that someone said, what's your favorite subject? And I'm like, recess, the monkey bars, playing with the boys in sports. That's And this mine. is why you excelled in education, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, what? You have to answer it too. What's yours? Oh, what was um, yours? Mine. I'll take <laughs> what mine is st- yours? <laughs> I'll take mine. Mine a step further. Mine would be, actually, it would be a field trip. I mm. loved when we got a chance to get out of school. I mean, it's still school day, but you know, in Chicago area, we would go to the Museum of Science and Industry, or um, you know, something like that, where we got out of Dodge for the day. And loved getting on the bus, loved hanging out with my friends, loved just the whole different thing and just kind of just amazing just leaving school for a day, how much better I felt about school. And yeah. uh, I don't know, that's just my most uh, field trips. I think there's a little thread in there for both of us. It seems like it's more the social time than it was the education time. So. so. <laughs> and if you notice by our responses, I think both answers really were like extended time off from the everyday grind of school. Um, and ironically, work life is not much different. It's the same way, except we have to choose to do it ourselves. We don't really have a teacher telling us to go outside. It's true. And, you know, we refer to this extended time as downtime. And it's ironically, Trevi, it's a third part of the rest phase in the energy cycle. So the energy cycle is stop for now under rest. And how we stop for now is first sleep and then breaks and then it's downtime. Those are the three mm-hmm. parts of that. Yeah. And I I think we need to make it clear right out of the gate that downtime is not a break. So for now, we want to reference the progression of what downtime is. So breaks, we've talked about also in one of our episodes, there's micro, which equals seconds, mini equals minutes, and then macro equals many minutes or like 15 to 30 minute chunks of time. And then Two, then, is downtime, and that is hours, right? So then there's something um, in on, a number three, which would be what we call Sabbath. And some of you are familiar with this term, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. But it is half a day or ideally a full day. Yeah, and, and true, Sabbath has religious roots and connotations, and depending on somebody's religious bent or whatever, 
um, they may be aware of that term. And, you know, biblically, it's where God rests on the seventh day after six days of work. And I think where we're looking at, and you mentioned it, Treva, earlier, is, you know, downtime is hours, not like O-R-U-S, like mine, but hours mm-hmm. in a day. And Sabbath, what we mean by that is more like a half-day chunk or a full-day chunk of, of pulling away from something. So <clears throat> good clarification on that, but uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about downtime today. Yeah, so let's talk about what is downtime. So let me give you an official definition. It uh, An official definition is a time of reduced activity or inactivity. But as you know, <laughs> we seem to make up our own definitions here on the podcast. For example, we've talked about a break, meaning means move the body, rest the mind. And I'm sure, Brian, you probably have a, our, your own definition for downtime. What would that be? Yeah, it's not that I'm against Webster's. I think he's a pretty cool guy. But uh, I think in the end, it's just trying to make some terminology that's a little bit more user-friendly, like you mentioned as far as on, on breaks to move the body and rest the mind. So my definition is time to be, not to be on. Time to be, not to be on. Most of us, we just always feel like we're on, if you know what I mean. We're always going. We're always in that production mode. And time to be means, well, that we're not on and we could just be ourselves. You know, the proverbial hair down, feet up, you know, being human beings and not human doings. And you know what's interesting about that? I don't know if anybody's heard this, um, and I'm not super updated on it, but I remember hearing somebody say, this generation, you know how we go through like the millennials, the, you know, on and on. Well, the next generation is supposed to be the always on generation, the AO generation. And so, again, it's ironic because here tonight, today, we're talking about downtime. So downtime does take time. We need to plan it, right? That it's going to take it. And, and here's the thing. We need to plan in our minds that it's going to take us a few minutes to connect with downtime. Sometimes it just takes a while once we're in downtime to actually really enjoy it. So our minds, right, are usually still fully engaged in the task before your day worries or whatever. So it's sometimes you just need to make sure that you plan that it's going to take a little bit more time to connect. Well, and that's a great point. I've got kids, obviously we've talked about they've got five and my oldest ones are 13 and 12. And I'll get a text from a friend of mine who'll say, I'm watching my your son play with my son, but they are on a video game or they're on an iPad. And they're just so used to being on, on something, mm-hmm. on a device. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal of what we're talking about, I mean, it's similar parallels, but I think our goal of downtime, Treva, is really feeling refreshed. And it's a feeling. It's where whatever you're doing or not doing is giving you this feeling of feeling refreshed. And feeling refreshed takes time. And even if we even take the time. Right. Well, that's the problem, right? We have to take the time. So speaking of taking the time, why don't we take downtime? And we're going to talk about that now. And this is a similar pushback to taking breaks, which was episode 011. But it's bigger because, right, bigger pushback because it's bigger chunks of time. And these are responses that we hear from clients all the time. What's the first reason, Brian, we don't take downtime? Well, we hear all the time, I don't have the time, especially extended time. So first of all, guys, you're telling us to take a break. I can't, I don't even have time for a break. You know, we talked about microseconds or mini minutes and macro many minutes. And obviously that's very easy to do, but this is bigger. So when you get into this, it's, it's extended period of time. What's number two? Downtime feels very unproductive. And I probably fall into this because I 
because one, I'm not giving myself enough time to connect to the downtime. And so I'm in it and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be unproductive. Look at that person. They're getting it done. I need, you know, my list and on and on. So the other thing in feeling unproductive is I feel like sometimes when I finally slow down, I'm a little concerned I'm not going to be able to get back up. Fallen and can't get back up. Right. Well, I think the third thing is downtime feels like a luxury that I just can't afford. And we may think, well, maybe when I reach a certain level, I accomplish this, but certainly not now. We may be in a hustle season right now where we're doing one or two things or a very demanding job or season of life, but it's just a luxury I can't do. And it's maybe a reason, if we will, of why we don't take downtime. Yeah. And I'd say number four would be downtime sometimes feels like we're lazy. So uh, and I'm sure all of us have felt this way. We're in downtime and we're looking again, comparison, you're looking at someone else. And when you're in there, you're like, Oh, I'm a bump on a log. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this when really, instead of beating yourself up in it, you should cut yourself slack, right? Downtime. We feel lazy. And the fifth of the five is we downplay the value of downtime. I mean, the key reason is we just don't see the benefits or possibly have ever even experienced the benefits of downtime. And as a result of that, something we've not experienced, it's very easy to push back on. And um, I would argue, Treva, you know, if we think about it, kind of the analogy we gave with school of recess or even a field trip, a similar thing with work. And when I was in a desk job in corporate and all of a sudden we got a half day off, holy shnikes, what a difference that was. I looked forward to it. I was so much more productive that morning and came back to work the next day a little bit more refreshed than normal. Or when we get a full day off of work, let's say it's a holiday or it's a certain day off that we're able to take up. Maybe it's a, a day we choose to take to get some other things done. But nonetheless, wow, how much mm -hmm. of a benefit that we had. We looked forward to it. And we loved it, but uh, we don't always implement it on a consistent basis. And that's the whole point of the subject of downtime. Right. So we've talked about, you know, why we have a hard time taking downtime and you just told us the benefits of it. But what do we do during, let's get a little more specific and talk about what do you do during downtime? Well, let's start with the opposite of that, what you don't do during downtime. And I know this because I've personally done this over and over. I think the first thing is work. You know, it's very easy. Oh, I got this pocket of time right in here. I can get a little bit more done, uh, you know, a few hours. And then I end up working. I start doing normal day, day stuff, day job stuff. And I, if my goal of downtime is to feel refreshed, I have definitely not feeling refreshed after logging in more hours of that. I think another thing is that anything that feels like work, Treva, so whatever that may be to somebody, it may be anything you dread doing around the house or uh, bills, uh, it could be even cleaning the house. And I would use a, a little bit of a caveat with cleaning the house. It could be if all of a sudden, let's say, for example, I've been traveling for three, four, five days and I come home and, and my wife has just had it, had one of those days or weeks, if you will. And, you know, it's a chance for her to escape for a little while and for me to take care of the kids. But, you know, one of the gifts that I can give to her is just to clean the house. And you know what? I actually don't mind doing it then because it's mindless and I know it's serving my wife. Mm, yeah, I like that because, you know, talk about refreshment. I think that it's very refreshing when you serve somebody else in, in your downtime. Uh, and, and downtime, I think, is something that you look forward to engaging in, you know, with a sense of anticipation. So I would say this, too. Downtime is not a waste of time, but plan time, right? So we do need to plan it before we get into it. So it's not looking at what you're losing or not getting done, but what you're gaining and how much more you'll get done will make all the difference in the hidden power of downtime. A little bit you alluded to that uh, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, and downtime is also having margin, Treva. You know, it's that additional space, that little bumperage, you know, which just gives us a little bit extra. 
you know, we're good oftentimes at overscheduling and sucking any possible space out of our life um, with the goal of being productive. And I'm all for being productive. So there's no knock on that. But sometimes I know, at least me personally, I will go overkill with it. And I just don't have any margin at all. And it avow- uh, this avow- avoids, easy for me to say, going back to back. And sometimes it is literally, and I, I had one of those days a few days ago where I started 10 minutes late and just every call, everything was just off all day long, which goes into that it prevents stress and g- having this back to back and no margin and no ability to just have any, any space at all is just becomes very stressful. And I think allows us not to do our best and it affects other people. And, you know, margins are intentional. They just don't happen. They don't show up. It's like when somebody goes, well, when I have more time, you know, it's, you're never going to have more time. So we have to schedule it. We have to make it a reality. I, I like your term. <laughs> I like some of the words you make up. Brian Bumpridge. I think we all need to like think of that Bumpridge. I like it. Um, I don't know if that's a word, but I really like it. It is. So. And I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> I really okay, like maybe. it. Um, okay. So um, another thing that you want to do is downtime is an escape. So an escape from the norm, you know, for an extended period of time. So it's something that isn't of the norm in your life, which Brian, you obviously were talking about with work and, you know, bills and all that something that's an escape. And downtime is play. It, and, and that looks different for different people depending on if they have kids or, you know, if they're single or, you know, play looks different for everybody. But downtime is play. And I love to play. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and some ideas to find time or downtime. Um, you know, downtime is rest also. Sometimes it's a matter of just slowing down to catch our breath, but also catch up on sleep. And, you know, we talk about, you know, sleep debt and, and really falling behind sometimes. And a weekend could be just that where it's, it's taking that Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon nap. It may be sleeping in a little bit more and trying to catch up on your sleep. But remember, the goal of downtime is to feel refreshed. And sometimes that just flat out comes from rest. And it's easy, Treva, too. You know, your mind can wander or escape during this window of time of downtime for this safe period. And it's an official place for your mind to rest and to just kind of roam for a while. And I know for me personally, if I've got a half day or full day period of some downtime or just even a few hours, the difference that that makes for me to be able to come back and be so much more creative. It happens with a break, but even more so during downtime. Well, I like these, you know, talking about um you know, what we do during downtime. So let's expand on that a little bit and give people some ideas uh, to find during downtime. So what would one of them be? Well, you know, it's kind of ironic that we kind of give ideas for, for downtime, <laughs> but it is true. Uh-huh. You know, it's one of those where, okay, well, breaks for a couple minutes. Okay, I can do this, this, and that, and this, you know, oh. think seconds, think minutes, think many minutes. But you get into downtime and you have to think hours. And, you know, if we can get past, you know, why we don't do it and we actually start to see some benefits from it, Man, there are some so many things that can come good can come out of it. And I think one of the ideas is is finding an interest. You know, what would you like to learn? What would you like to play? You know, what did you do that brought you joy? And sometimes this may take us back, Treva, in the Wayback Machine. You know, what I remember how much I enjoyed just playing sports or playing catch with because now my sons are at an age where they just, hey dad, let's go through the football. Hey, let's go play on play basketball. And just that little bit of time that's, you know, I, I seem that it's gonna be for minutes and it ends up being an hour. And it just brings me so much joy, especially seeing how much joy is in them as well. 
you know, something that's a stress release for us, something that we're good at, you know, many of us, maybe we're good at drawing or painting or building something, or maybe it was more the creative side or the writing side, but something that allowed us of an interest that we had that we can look forward to and spend an hour hours on within that interest. I love this because I don't lack for interest. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by some of all my interest. And just this weekend, I was at a family birthday party and a friend was with me and he says, I don't think you have a bucket list. I think you have a bucket barrel. And everybody laughed because it's true. I want to learn all this stuff and do all these things. So uh, putting them into action for me and being intentional, like what we're talking about downtime is my issue, not finding the interest, but actually being intentional about it. That's good. Good word for that. And I think number two idea could be to find an adventure. So, I mean, that may becomes an interest, but you know, sometimes it may be going hiking or it may be a half or full day trip. You know, it may be just a spur of the moment where we're thinking of, okay, well, I'm going to have some downtime, you know, Saturday afternoon, for example, but then it, you get to Saturday afternoon and it's just an adventure to figure out what you're going to do or where it's going to lead. And those are some fun things. And really depending on what part of the country we live in or the part of the world mm-hmm. may lend a little bit more as far as finding an adventure. Aaron McHugh, which was the interview for episode 016, just confirming. Yep. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he, he lives close to the mountains. And so one of his adventures is climbing mountains. <clears throat> Not a very logical thing to do in Omaha, Nebraska for you or Chicago right. for me. No, no, no. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, going out and finding different adventures that could be for us. And it really gets down to being creative. Right. You're right. Being creative, I think, is number one, because really, no matter where you live at, you can find an adventure. And I was just going to say, interestingly, for people like myself that have a hard time taking a full day or a half a day uh, because of the planning part of it, I think for me, like finding an adventure that's a spur of the moment is almost a little bit better because I don't have to worry about the planning so much. I can plan the time, but, you know, spur of the moment always works great for me. Well, let me give you an example of that. You know, one of the spur of the moments that we did this past summer was we um, obviously I've got to mention, but we've got five kids. And so we decided, you know what, let's just go downtown Chicago. It's only half an hour to literally be downtown from my front door. And we threw all the bikes in the Yukon and, and this, this van we had, and we biked the lake shore of Chicago. And if you've mm-hmm. ever walked that or experienced that, it is pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. We spent hours and hours doing that. And I know next time we're going to do it so much better. So what ended up being spur of the moment, we'll plan a little bit more. But it, we just took a picnic. We didn't really know when we we're going to stop and when we we're going to eat. And then we hit Lincoln Park Zoo. And then we found a beach for the kids to be able to swim, a spot to get some ice cream. I mean, it just ended up being a really, really cool adventure that our kids still talk about right now. I love that. I, I think these are all really good um, examples, you know, and relate to that. And yes, Lakeshore Drive is stunning. And of course, when you live there, that's the last place you usually end up going is some of those great places. Yeah, but, What's a third one, so, Treva? So th- three, I would say, is find a luxury. And this, um, like the, the interest part's easy for me. Finding a luxury is my favorite because I in, in, always encourage clients to do this is luxury means something that you probably wouldn't normally spend money on. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but like a massage, um, and guys and girls, I mean, they're, they are so great for your body. They're relaxing. It's, you feel like a million, well, actually you feel a little tired afterwards, but, um, and then, or a manicure or a pedicure or a facial. Okay. I got a Again, question about a manicure. Yeah. Yes. If mostly women get it, then why do they call it a manicure? I know. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Probably is it have to do, Manny has to do with hands. Petty uh, there we go. has I ne- to do with feet. I never knew that. Well, now you do know. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. And with the <laughs> millions of listeners that we have, they have learned from you right now under finding a luxury of ideas. So I'm sorry I interrupted. That just randomly popped in my head. Well, I would also say uh, number four would be find a rabbit trail. So this is like the escape that we talked about. And a rabbit trail would be something that you can get uh, lost in. So like a book. And I'm not talking like a book of like seven, I mean, nothing wrong with leadership books and some of those, I won't even mention them. There's nothing wrong with them, but finding something that you can kind of get lost in or even a TV show that you want to get lost in. So what was, you? do you have any TV shows that you have <laughs> gotten lost in or are currently lost in? I do. Well, well, one of them is The Walking Dead, which probably doesn't sound very relaxing. I love that. <laughs> but, but my favorite new show is This Is Us. It is such a great show. Okay, I'm going to hold my commentary there because every time I've seen somebody watch This Is Us, it's been on a plane and it's been a female. But my wife <laughs> absolutely loves that show. And maybe I'll have to take one on the chin and uh, and watch it. So, well, ironically, mine and we're talking about getting lost in a TV show. Mine with my wife for a period of time is we we binged on on Lost, and uh, I remember one night specifically we just oh let's watch one more let's watch one more it's two o'clock in the morning, and my wife all of a sudden started yelling out no John don't go in there, and then I realized we're we've we're done we're done my wife's now now talking to TV characters telling John I think you're not to go right. in there. That means your downtime has gone a little bit too over over overboard, right? Yeah, it became stress Down. stress to my wife. But nonetheless, the point was it was definitely a rabbit trail for us. I mean, for me personally, with traveling a lot, um, I went to Breaking Bad and loved me some Breaking Bad, and it was a bad and it was a good good show for me to kind of just have some downtime and watch for a couple hours along with that. So, and Tree, let's talk about as far as who's involved with our downtime. Right. I think that downtime, you know, it may need to be alone. Um, I'm with so many people all week long. Um, sometimes I just want to be alone. I mean, I love I'm extroverted off the charts, but sometimes alone time for me is a little refreshing. How about you? Um, I would agree. You know, I am, believe it or not, um, closer to introvert, introvert than most people would guess. But um, I definitely receive energy and I'm refreshed by being alone. But a lot of times, too, especially after I've been traveling, it needs to be with people you enjoy. So it may be, you know, with a family, you know, maybe with friends. It may be with a spouse or a significant other. You know, for me, a date night with my wife for a few hours, you know, is a great, great example of the hidden power of downtime. You know, just getting away and spending that time. You know, our kids love to play games. And so for us to get out and just have an Uno tournament, you know, with the kids for an hour or two is a great thing that's relational, but also kind of feeds into them. Uh, any other suggestions? Right. I would say, you know, talking about being with your wife, I think date night is a great thing with a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend, or even a date night with a friend, you know, going out and just going out to dinner, going to a movie, things like that. So yeah, for sure. I would, a date night's great. So I would really challenge um, us because obviously this is something too, Treve and I, you know, as part of our journey, we're, some of these things we're better at than others. And the downtime is at least one I'm probably um, a, a lot more anemic on, you know, part of the season of life. But nonetheless, it's just I, I need to do it more. And when I do, I, man, I'm so glad that I did. So I really challenge for us to look through these ideas of downtime to find in, an interest, find an adventure, find a luxury and then find a rabbit trail. And we'll come back in just a few minutes and talk a little bit more about some challenges and some strategies. There's also, we have some challenges with downtime. Um, and can you just give us those real quick, Brian? 
Yeah, I just think it's the reality, Treva. You know, of, we love the concept of downtime and we we're not doing it. But we just also want to be very real. And I think like we talked about, Treva, this is an area we both struggle in. You know, sometimes it's just it's a challenging you're in a challenging career or a challenging season of our life right now. And as which a result, is us, which really is us right now. Both of us are kind of in a challenging season of so downtime is really a premium for us. And it's it's not that easy right now. And I think all the more reasons to start to plan for it, you know, which we'll talk about in some strategies. But, you know, I think number two challenge is, you know, having kids in the busyness of your family. And I think, you know, especially the more kids you have. I wish somebody would have warned me. I never thought about that, right? You know, my life to get busy with more kids. But, you know, having five kids or whatever number of, of children that we have, if that's our season of life, the business of schedules, you know, whether it's a matter of sports on the weekends or religious activities or whatever we have going on over a weekend, it's just busy. Our lives are busy. And what would you say the third challenge is, Treva? Well, <laughs> uh, and, and also the number of kids that you have that have your temperament, which is the next one, your wiring. It's got to be a little crazy in your world. Well, I know it is crazy because I know your kids, but um, your wiring, because you, you know your temperament is go 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 go. That's a challenge for for those of us even that don't have that much of a busy weekend schedule. We have a hard time stopping. We believe sleep is foundational to develop an energy edge. It's challenging enough to be productive and creative, especially when you're tired or even exhausted. But what if you had a quick guide to give you a jump start, something to point you in the right direction? That's the exact reason for the sleep guide called Sleep Your Way to the Top, 10 Secrets to Getting Better Sleep. To download your free copy, visit www.energyedgepodcast.com. That was www.energyedgepodcast.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So we'd like to make this practical. And before we get into the what nows, let's talk about some downtime strategies. And I think the first one is, we've kind of alluded to that, is to plan for it. This is the when, you know, trying to schedule downtime. I mean, it sounds like an oxymoron, but what gets scheduled gets done. And we really want it to be a priority. So maybe it's just even scheduling the block to be and not to be on. So whether it's that Saturday afternoon block or the Saturday morning block or whatever, because we have a challenging career season or because of having kids or our temperament, it's finding that time and planning for it. Trevor, what would you say would be a second one? Absolutely. And I'd say be prepared for it, which is kind of the what. So you're setting up, you're researching, you're putting it in order, and, and you're realizing, again, it's going to take a while to get into true downtime. So for me, um, it's not so much mapping it all out, but it's really starting to tell myself in my mind at the beginning of the week or whatever that I'm going to get excited about this, you know, so I have to prepare for it for sure. And I think you allude to the third one, which is to look forward to it. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing beats anticipation and to build excitement, you know, and it's also less likely that we're going to delay or cancel it if it's something that we're truly, truly looking forward to, or it may be just telling somebody else about it and they're going to hold it to hold you to it, especially if it's family mm -hmm. or friends and they're looking forward to that. And, you know, just note, it's going to take a little while for us to get into true downtime. So we just really need to realize that going in that it's going to take a few minutes or maybe even a, an hour or so to kind of dive into there. So when we talked about a lot of content here today, Treva, between our strategies and the challenges, you know, and some of the different ideas that we have from of downtime, whether it's finding an interest, finding an adventure, finding a luxury and finding a rabbit trail, you know, uh, what not to do and what to do during downtime. So how do we take all this and we do something with it with our what nows? Right. I love these because, you know, like we always say, these are practical steps. We want to simplify what we've talked about for the last half hour. And so let's give you two of them. The first one 
let's just have you determine, have us, we are doing this with you, believe it or not, too, because obviously, like I said, Brian and I are kind of in a crazy time of life, but to determine when, like when is going to be your downtime? And remember, it's different from a break uh, and it's different from a Sabbath. So just determine when is going to be your downtime. And then two is determine what is going to be your downtime. What are you going to do? And Brian just talked about all of those a a few minutes ago too. What is going to be your downtime? So one is determine when and two is determine what. Well, let's wrap this episode up. Episode 018 is an interview with former basketball coach and now motivational speaker, Jamie Beckler. We discuss the correlation between motivation, focus, and our energy. Here's a clip from our interview. Oftentimes, when we're struggling with our own motivation, it's because we've lost focus and we've started putting our energy toward things that are not um, conducive to, to getting us where we want to go. Now for the rate and review shout out. This week's shout out goes to Jody Mayberry for his review entitled Get the Energy Edge. He wrote in his review, this show is what you have been looking for if you feel you're not getting enough done. Listen to the show and begin to understand how to up your energy and conquer your day. And you can find Jody in two primary places at his website, jodymayberry.com, and that's Mayberry, M-A-B-E-R-R-Y, and through his podcast, The Jody Mayberry Show. And I've actually been a subscriber of The Jody Mayberry Show, and I haven't missed an episode and just absolutely love Jody's content, and I could not recommend him more. So I want to thank Jody for taking the time to do a rate and review, and uh, hopefully you're honored by this shout out. Thanks for making it to this point in the podcast. If you feel this podcast has brought you value, we encourage you to share it with somebody else and also leave us a rate and review if you have the opportunity. We value you and your energy and we're going to try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on today through downtime.